Welcome to Your Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host Shane. Today our guest is Jaime Imerich. I actually was able to meet him in Costa Rica while we were traveling there and just a super cool guy. I really appreciate the humble, kind, loving person that Jaime is. That's really what drew me to him and hopefully as you listen to this that you'll see that those same things that I saw when I met him. I, I had a privilege to get to know Jaime because I didn't, you know, I wasn't in Costa Rica with Shane when, when he met him, but just the, the way that he carries himself, you can see that he, he has a lot of love for his family. And near the end, if you're listening to this, I would urge you to go onto our YouTube channel and watch it because, you know, wh- what the ending of this episode is, you can't get that by, by hearing it. You have to kind of see what's going on. So, I would urge you to jump on our YouTube channel and, and give it a watch um, if you're not if that's not something you usually do. But here we go. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome back to Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host Shane. Today, my guest, our guest is Jaime Imerich. He is, uh, he's been nominated as a Golden Globe, uh, Emmys, all these things. If you watch telenovelas, uh, Telemundo, he's been all over movies, TV shows. He is a producer, actor, a voiceover uh, actor. And um, the reason why we have Jaime on is because his family and my wife and I were actually in Costa Rica in September and I met him and just, I, you know, there are certain people that when you meet, you just instantly connect with. And that, that to me was Jaime. So Jaime, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited for this discussion. Well, it is a pleasure to be here with you, Shane. I really had a blast when we were together in Costa Rica. I was traveling with my family and it was amazing. I mean, just being in that paradise was incredible. It, it was it was so cool. So I have to preface that by saying I did not know Jaime before that. Uh, I was my wife and I were actually just sitting in a little kiddie pool, and his daughter came up and we were just talking. And I said, Jaime, what do you do? He said, Oh, I'm an actor. I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> what? I would have never guessed. The thing that I loved about Jaime when I met him was just he's so humble kind giving loving i i could just tell right when i met him so that you know when after that night when we went back to our room my wife's like we should look him up and see it's like <laughs> yeah he's this huge actor and <laughs> so when i when i got home from that trip i I reached out to him and said, we need to have you on our podcast. So. Well, thank you, Shane. I mean, you and your wife were so nice and so um, amazing beings. Like, you know, like I, that's when you go and you want to find people like you and your wife when you are in vacations. And, and he was having, a, like, we were having a blast. My daughter, Victoria, she's so outgoing. She talks to, and I'm like, okay, I try to catch up with her all the time. But it was fantastic. I remember Costa Rica, that that place was wonderful. And you and your wife were amazing. So it, I'm an, it's an honor for me to be part of your podcast here with yeah. you and Jason. I think you guys, I'm here, you know? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So those of you who are watching you can see Jaime's um, hat. It says "Create for You." Uh, that's a that's a uh, 
Why don't you talk about that? Why did you start this? Talk about what that is. Well, like you said, Shane, I've been an actor for more than 30 years. So I started when I was young in Mexico City doing telenovelas. So I've been doing a lot of like a telenovela is like a soap opera, but it has an ending. So we normally do to around 250 episodes. So that's eight. We do 250 episodes in eight months. So we shoot wow. every day for Monday through Friday or Saturday, and we just rest on Sundays. And that's the normal amount of work that we put into a telenovela. And normally we have an ending and it's not like the American telenovela that goes forever. <laughs> yeah. The Mexican telenovela has an ending and it's normally a love story and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Telemundo, Univision. Yeah. So they, they do a lot of telenovelas. I have worked for both of those companies. And in Mexico, there is another company named Televisa where it, it's it's a leader on making telenovela and literally is like a like a factory you know so i've been doing that forever and then i came to the us to los angeles i'm from mexico city so i came to the to the us us in 96 97 because i did a an experiment that fox television did with televisa they wanted to do this telenovela but in english and it was oh, called okay. acapulco bay so we did it in English and we were using the same sets that the Spanish people were using. So we were doing in Acapulco, we were shooting in some locations and then the Mech, the Spanish team was shooting and then we were shooting after them. So it was amazing doing it in both languages because one product was going to go for the Spanish speaking audience and the other product was going to go for Fox. So Fox did five telenovelas with Televisa and I was I was in Acapulco Bay and it was a success in the States. It was like really, really cool. And, you know, that's been in my mind forever because I speak English, I speak Spanish. I've been in movies and television in Spanish and I've been in English as well. And it's two different worlds, even though it's kind of like the same, but it's not. It's two different worlds. I've been... Um, I've been lucky enough to be shooting with, just to give you an example, I was shooting a movie with Antonio Banderas, Meryl Streep, and uh, uh, Gary Oldman with Steven Soderbergh. And I remember we were shooting one scene with Meryl Streep. And, you know, it takes, uh, it, the, the way that you approach the work in English is way different than in Spanish. Um, you know, in English, we were shooting with them and it took us like a whole day just to shoot one scene. Mm. And when I just finished shooting the Garcias for HBO Max and, and, and we were shooting that show for Warner Brothers, HBO Max. And it was a whole thing in English. And you guys can check the series. It's in HBO Max. Cool. And, you know, we 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 traveled to Cancun. We were shooting there with a Mexican crew and but it was like a lot of people. There was like 300 people working on the set and and we were shooting one scene, you know? And I was like, wow. And just to give you an idea, you know, in the Spanish world of telenovelas, I'm used to do, in the set, we, we shoot 30 scenes a day, 30. And wow. outside on location, we shoot 22, 23 scenes a day. So combining both, which is the normal for us. We're talking about 50 scenes a day. Wow. Normal. Wow. So for a Spanish act, for like a, a Mexican actor, 
we're used to that kind of, you know, work. But we do a lot of tricks to do that, to achieve that. We use something called ear prompter. So the actors we are running back to back from seven in the morning to 9 p.m. And we are, sometimes the breakdown is like, oh, Jaime, you have a scene at 8 p.m. on set. And then at 9 p.m. you have to be on location. And, but then at 12, you have to be back on set. So we are on, on, on minivans. We're like all over the city, just running all day. And on top of that, we need to rehearse the scenes, to learn the scenes. We just have an opportunity for one rehearsal. And normally it's a five minute blocking rehearsal. Like, you know, it's like, okay, so you're there in the set and there's the actors and then there's the director and then the director, she, he just tells you like, you came in from that door, you step here. Okay, so now you come in from here. Okay, let's rehearse. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, let's shoot. It. <laughs> and you just shoot one, twice the most a scene. And if you don't say the, I've been in, in circumstances where we have a mistake on a dialogue, but if it's, if it's not a substantial mistake, they let it go yeah. <laughs> because they are on time with like they like the director on location. He has to make sure he has 23 scenes at the end of the day and the director of the set. He has to make sure he has 30 scenes a day. So we are like literally we have people which normally is the line producer assistant he is on top of every actor he's like hi mate you need to be on makeup now change where is your clothes for the next scene change and i'm like okay i'm running so i'm always running and in my wardrobe um in my in my trailer whatever i am like there is the new clothes for the next scene and i'm like and i have to be on top of everything because i go like wait i'm coming from this scene where is my watch that i used in the last scene so we we're catching with continuity with the people from continuity. And it's a massive, massive work when it comes to do a telenovela in Spanish. But we're used to that. And we we can have a whole novella in eight months, done, ready to go. Yeah. I did that in New York, in Miami. We shot it in Miami with Telemundo. And it was incredible because they it's supposed to be New York. And I was literally in Miami sweating <laughs> clothes because I was supposed to be cold, but I was in a hundred degrees <laughs> of Miami. And and they they these guys uh, downtown Miami, like if it was New York. So we were shooting there every day and we shot a little locations in New York just, just to make it the feel, but we were most likely shooting uh, the whole thing in, in Miami. So we're used to that, you know, but yeah. in English is different. English is one scene a day. When I was in Cancun, that was vacation for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one scene? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's different. It's different, but I, I understand. And I think it has to do a lot with budgets. You mm -hmm. know, the Hollywood budget, the American budget is high mm -hmm. and the Spanish budget is less. So that's the difference, but we have the training or I have the training to do both. And I've been in both situations and, you know, American television is more like making a movie where you take a long time to light the scene, to do the thing, to, to really check. Sometimes I've been in the, when I was shooting Weeds, I mean, this, this director came to me and he wanted to shoot the scene from every angle. Like literally I repeat the same scene like 30 times. 
and he put a camera on top of me, below me, beside me, like everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, we're doing it again? Okay. <laughs> you know, and it was like just repeating it. But I guess, you know, in the American budgets, you have more money to play with more things. Where in the Spanish world is like, hey, I said something wrong. No, no, it's fine. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's that's what happened. And that's why I came to the U.S. because I've been an actor all my life. Uh, and then when I was here, I was lucky enough uh, to meet my wife. And she's from Mexico City, Carolina. And um, we have two kids, Victoria and Canela. And we started helping friends to cross over from Mexico to the U.S. Oh, okay. So some of the friends uh, that I have worked with before, they said like, oh, you're in the U.S., you're in Los Angeles, you're in Hollywood, so we want to try. Can you help me? How, what do you need? Do you need an agent? Do you need this? Do you need that? So I started helping some friends. Uh, one of the guys that I helped was Eugenio Derbez, which is a uh, the comedian that he's in How to Be a Latin Lover. He's in, he just won an Oscar with Coda um, with the film. He plays the professor, music professor there. And he he, he was in Overboard, the movie. He's been in different okay. movies that has been successful. But I, I helped him to come to the U.S. I was able to pull in and, and petition for his Hollywood Walk of Fame star. So they gave it to him. And he's a very good friend and he's very successful. So I started doing that. Then I brought some writers for the show, Jane the Virgin. So Jane the Virgin, we put some Mexican writers back then. And then um, I brought another actress, Melissa Barrera, which is in In the Heights. So we also helped her come to the U.S., get her paper, her, her legal documents and her agent and the gigs and everything. And then after that... I did that with my previous company, and now I have a new company. But with my previous company also, I did a show called Julia and the Phantoms, and I executive produced because at some point I said, okay, I'm helping actors, I'm helping writers, I'm helping directors, but I also want, I'm interesting or I'm interested in just also crossing over stories because oh, in Mexico yeah. we have a lot of stories uh, to tell for television. And and uh, we were able to bring Julian the Phantoms from Brazil, and that is uh, that is basically a show that is about a girl that she's in like she goes to her attic, and then there is three kids there, and they put together a band, and it's called Julian the Phantoms because the three kids on the attic they are ghosts. So they did this this show in Brazil and it was quite successful. Then we we got the rise, we brought it here, and we did it with Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega, he created High School Musical. Yeah. He created. Uh, he was the choreographer of Dirty Dancing. He did Hocus Pocus. He did The Descendants. He's he's amazing. He's a guy full of life. He he was able to do Julie and the Phantoms. So we did that with him. And the show won three Emmys and it was nominated for 13, but we won three and it was fantastic. And then after that, I created a new company, which is create for you entertainment like this, like, like, and it's funny because like <laughs> one of the founders, 
Um, we are four, four partners, four founders, me, my wife, Nancy Carwright, which is the voice of Bart Simpson. And the other founder is Monica Hill, which is an amazing executive. She's really, really, um, she has a lot of ability doing television and movies, and she comes from the world of movies. And we are four, we're three Mexicans and a gringa. And the one that <laughs> said that is Nancy, it's not me, but I'm getting it what she says, right? Yeah. But uh, but but Nancy, she she has a lot of success with Bart Simpson, and basically we we put together this company, Create for You, and we're planning to do movies and bring more stories. We're bringing stories from Spain, from Mexico, from Argentina, from uh, different places in the world, because you know there they, there has been success like The Office or like Ugly Betty, yeah, like Julian the Phantoms, which was from Brazil, but there is different like Jane the Bridging was from Venezuela. So we started uh, identifying the successful stories, and we've been bringing them, and we're putting together teams with high caliber people, you know, like amazing showrunners and producers and directors. And we're also bringing some um, some companies uh, create for you associated with the company of Wilmer Valderrama and John Pollack allied. So we, we joined forces together. So we're bringing directors, writers, um, you know, there's one department in my company that handles that with with Allied Management, which is John Pollack's company, so and Wilmer company, so we're just joining forces with key Latinos in Hollywood. You know, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's us. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to I want to ask you because it seems like you're you're you know you're a family man. You got these these two kids and your wife, and so talk to me a little bit about your family and what they mean to you, and just how they've kind of helped you through this success in your life and, and really help bring you to where you're at? Man, my family is everything to <laughs> me. Everything to me. Um, you know, I I met my wife in Mexico City and, uh, you know, we it was an instant, oh, we're going to be together forever. I, I knew it, you know. <laughs> it was amazing the way that I met her because my father was in Mexico with my mother. Now my mom lives next to me here in the States and my father passed. But to hear that. when my father was alive in Mexico, he got an accident. He was he, he was like a bohemian singer. So he oh, used okay. to go to the piano bar and sing and everybody was like surprised because he had a really good voice. So he, he was creating good effects when he was going to sing, right? And I was always next to him. He's like, hey, he's my father. He's my father. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was like, he had a great voice. So he was always doing his thing. And, and, but then this time he came out of the bar. And uh, what I, what they told me is that he was a little bit with alcohol. And he didn't drive, but he came walking to the house and a taxi ran over him. Oh, and dang. They, my mom called me when he was already in the Red Cross. And I went to Mexico. And when I arrived to Mexico, my sister used to be in the university and she was studying with my wife, Carolina, now. So I met Carolina in the airport because she picked me up to go see my father. Oh, so okay. when she picked me up, we went to the Red Cross and then my father made it and he came out from that accident alive. 
And, um, but I met Carolina there and I, it was amazing because uh, kind of like when she picked me up in the airport, even without saying hello, without speaking a word, I knew she was going to be with me forever. It's funny. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how to explain <laughs> it, but you know, sometimes you perceive yep. things and you go like, okay, this is it. Yeah. And so we, we started dating, then she came to the States, then we got married. And then um, we waited a long time because we, we've been married for a while. We were married in, in, tw and we've been married for over 20 years. So I think it was, we've been married for 22 years. It was 20, like 2001. It was amazing. And, uh, and you know, we, we didn't have kids forever. We just concentrated. We're like very work oriented. So we like producing a lot. So all the time we're like, okay, what's the thing? What's the thing? What can we do now? Blah, blah, blah. So we've been very lucky to have that attitude because we like to be productive and uh, that keeps us happy all the time because we're like proactive doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, it was amazing. I was shooting a soap opera novella in Miami. And this, I'm going to tell you something. It's kind of personal, but what the heck? I don't care. <laughs> I was in Miami. I was shooting a novella with Telemundo. And then that the production allowed me to come do a movie because normally they don't do that because you know it's like we have to shoot monday through friday and you're in every scene and you cannot go but i negotiated before doing that before accepting the contract i told them hey i have to make this movie this is important to me i'll do the novella the telenovela if you allow me to go a week to california just whenever i have to shoot the movie and they said, like, yeah, we will adapt to your calendar. And I'm like, okay, fantastic. So then I went to Miami and I did the thing. And then the movie came and I was supposed to be here for four or five days in California. So I flew I, I flew in here. And, and basically, but let me tell you, let me rephrase. Before, before I went to do the novella, me and my wife went to the doctor, right? And and when we were in the doctor to do the normal checkup, um, the doctor said to her like, oh, you're fine, you're fantastic. So you're not gonna have kids anymore. So you know what? Um, I, can, I, can, I can tell you to go to a fertility clinic if you want, blah, blah, blah. And me and my wife were like, wait, what? Is there something wrong? <laughs> no no nothing is wrong but i mean come on you guys are old so so blah, blah. <laughs> and my wife was in shock and i was in shock too because i mean like she is fine with everything and now this doctor is telling us to go to a fertility clinic right <laughs> and my wife couldn't like she came out there like in shock and she said jaime we need to make a baby now <laughs> and, then, and then i went to miami and then i came back in that week and then she invited me to go to the to an argentinian place that i love but it's weird because my wife never does that she never go like hey let's go lunch 
to this Argentinian place. That that's unusual. <laughs> and I said, like something is wrong here. I don't know what. So I was in the middle of shooting a movie, and then in my break, I go with my wife to this amazing restaurant, and then she gives me this bag, and I open the bag and I take it out, and this like a, this little Wednesday. And say like you got your father, and I was like, uh, "Oh my God, what?" (laughs) So then we did it. I mean, we didn't need any fertility clinic. We didn't try like more than uh, like we just tried once, and boom, there it is. That's awesome. And that's Victoria, and Victoria now she has three years and a half, and it's been amazing. I mean, it is the best gift ever. It is the best thing that ever happened to me you know i I just have a blast with victoria you saw her running yeah but (laughs) but but yeah like i was it's it's i don't even know how to explain it but every time i'm with her or like she she does these kind of things you know like like this kind of (laughs) mommy victoria and her little uh, sister (laughs) canela but but mostly she is just incredible and i've been just being blessed with with her you know and then covid came and then we we spent the whole thing with the craziness of covid and everything and then at some point i was thinking like you know we should give victoria a, a sister because she needs like a sister or something <laughs> but i didn't even say anything to my wife right <laughs> and then I remember, maybe I just brought it once in the kitchen. I said, like, hey, we should give Victoria a sister. What do you think? And then my sister said, like, I don't know. I'm too old, whatever. And I'm like, too old? Yeah, ha. You know, like, <laughs> same thing like before with the with the, with the the doctor. So then, so then we tried it. And then all of a sudden, she she started being nauseous or something. I'm like, hey, are you pregnant? And then, <laughs> And then she's like, well, I don't think so. And then I went and I bought the test and then we did the test and I'm like, dude, you are pregnant. (laughs) And then we were just like, so, but then we got COVID Uh, at the end, like, uh, like Victoria, like me, Victoria and Carolina, we both, we, everyone got COVID at the end of December last year. And so the whole Christmas and the whole New Year's, we were in bed sick with the COVID thing. Um, Victoria was like just two days with COVID and then she was fine. But me and Carolina, we were like in bed, trembling with the fevers and everything. Oh yeah. But she was pregnant. And then and then we like the COVID went away in January and Canela was supposed to arrive on, Canela was supposed to arrive on January 24th and she arrived in January 9th so so we finished COVID and then run to the run to the (laughs) hospital dude I'm just getting out of COVID now we have to go (laughs) through a hospital yeah yeah I love them they are everything to me Canela and Victoria they are just you know my sweethearts I don't know if you guys are you guys fathers yeah we are so that that was another thing that I I really appreciated about Jaime when I met you. It truthfully was your daughter that jumped in the same kiddie pool that we were in or else maybe we wouldn't have met, but I'm super grateful for that. Um, so near the end of our discussion, we have two 
two questions that we call the double down dose. We love asking these questions. Um, so the first part of the double down dose, Jaime, is how would you define hope? How would I define hope? I would define I would define hope when you when you are really looking forward. Like, you know, when you are like at the end that something didn't go right, then there is a chance. There is a chance to turn things around. Look. <laughs> there she is. There she goes. <laughs> yeah, she is one of a kind. Yeah. I love her. But yeah, I think when you have, um, maybe things can seem hard or, or, you know, maybe there is no way out of a problem or something. And there's, there's this little moment when you can turn it around. And I define that hope, you know, it's like that mm. moment where everything might seem lost yeah. is not. And you can actually, you can actually turn it around, you know? That's a really I, I like that. That was, that's a great explanation. So the second part of the double down dose, Jaime, is what is your definition of love? My definition of love, um, my definition of love. Okay, I can show you my definition of love. <laughs> <laughs> like there is my definition oh, of love. Yeah, so, so, so sweet. That? Yeah, that's this is Canela, and this is Victoria. So adorable. Wow. <laughs> so sweet. No. You know, Jaime. So that's, that's my definition of love. You know, <laughs> yeah. they are like amazing, that's... beautiful. You know, you know, awesome. and there is like this quote that I like is like, um, eh, amar a pesar de todas las cosas is probablemente el secreto más grande del universo. Look, to love despite of everything might be the biggest secret of the universe. Celebrate. And that's, I can't, mm. I think that's called greatness, you know? So love in spite of everything, oh, you know, like yeah. that's the that. secret of the universe. Yeah. yeah. You know, Thank I'm, you for sharing. I'm, Thing. Yeah, I mean, I loved that you shared a picture of your daughters and said, I'm going to show you what love is. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just I love you, brother. I'm so happy that we were able to meet in such a beautiful place of the country. I mean, the world, um, just an amazing place. Costa Rica is. Jaime, thank you so much for joining us today. Super, super grateful for you and that I'm able to call you friend. Likewise, my friends, like here, whenever you need me, whatever I can do to help, I'm here. You have me, you have my number, call me anytime. It's been a pleasure to be in your podcast. And uh, anytime, guys, I, <laughs> I wish you a great end of the day and a great weekend. Yes. Thanks for coming on, Jaime. It was a pleasure to to get to know you a little bit more and, and see your love right firsthand. Uh, I, Likewise, I love it. Friend. Likewise. It was, you guys made my day. <laughs>